Hello, mom friends, and welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast, where we talk about all things postpartums and helping to encourage moms through this mommyhood lifestyle. I'm your host, Allison Nick, and today I am breaking down my labor stories, the difference between them and what I would tell first-time moms or any moms going into any situation, into any labor situation on the best way to prep, um, that it's okay to divert from your original plan, and um, when to speak up for yourself, especially for you and your baby, and the environment that you want in giving labor. I hope it's something y'all can enjoy. Um, I do get a little detailed on some things, so this may not be the, you know, it's a little graphic, but not crazy graphic. Um, so if you, you know, may not be the best one to have your kids listen to. However, um, you know, labor is labor. <laughs> it's a natural process. It happens. But yeah, so I hope you guys really enjoy it. And let's just get started. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I definitely did, but I didn't know how to do it until I ran to a girl at a meet and greet and she told me about Anchor. Now, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's free and it's ridiculously easy to use. And as a mom, we all know that things that are free are valuable. <laughs> and Anchor can now match you with other great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Yes, so that means you can start making money whenever you start recording your podcast. It's ridiculously easy. It's great. It's fun. It's easy to distribute. So if you want to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and other diverse podcasters here that already use Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hello, mom friends. Welcome to another episode of the Four Moms podcast. Today, I am talking about the process that makes us moms. Yes, labor. No, not sex. Um, <laughs> we're doing labor today. But um, everybody has a different labor experience, right? And I have dealt with two completely different experiences with both of my kids. My first one is natural labor, which is labor with no drugs and the second being um still um you know vaginal labor but um uh, with the epidural so i'm just going to be talking about that today the differences and everything that i experienced with it um if you definitely once again love this podcast enjoy listening to it please subscribe to it and then also leave a review if you're on if you're listening on apple leave a hopefully a five star review um, so we can keep sharing to our different mom friends and supporting each other as moms and encouraging mothers down this mommyhood journey. Anywho, so with my son, I um, was only in labor for 12 hours, which to me was long. But after hearing some people's labor stories, I was like, oh, maybe that wasn't that long. Especially for my first kid. Anywho, um, Obviously, my husband and I, uh, well, no, nah, I'm sorry, y'all don't know. My husband and I got married in August. Our son was due in November. He was a week late. They wanted to have me um, be induced like two days after my due date. And I was like, no, I'm going to wait a week because I just want to see if it's going to happen on its own. And it kind of sucked because the doctors were kind of like, you want to wait a week? Oh, okay. But after a week, like we have to induce you. And it was kind of like, say, man, 
<laughs> at least let my body try to deliver this baby. Everybody is so quick now to have a schedule and have things happen um, that it really just, I, I'm proud that I didn't get the, um, that I didn't get induced. I'm proud that I stood up for myself. But, um, you know, if your doctor is definitely pressuring you, you can wait a week. Your baby is not going to like digest into your body. Nothing is going to happen. Sometimes you have to just wait and see if your body is going to naturally let it happen. Now, if you have different health problems, that's a whole different thing. Me telling, I'm telling this story. I am not a health physician at all. Uh, I cannot give, you know, professional advice. I can only just give what I went through and tell what I went through. So anywho, I'm glad that I waited the week. Um, a week after my due date, it was due November 9th. I wanted to labor. I'm sorry. He was due November 2nd. I wanted to labor November 9th. And I started feeling the contractions. It was like around 2 o'clock p.m. I was watching Family Feud at my parents' house because I was so, even though he and I were married, we were living at his parents' house at the time, we were still making trips to my parents' house because I just... I hadn't lived by myself before Jay and I moved in together. So I was used to being around my parents, besides when I was in college. So it was a little hard for me just to, like, move out. So, yeah, I still made trips <laughs> over to my parents' house, um, especially, like, towards the end of the pregnancy, because my doctor was still in Fort Worth. We lived in Dallas. Anywho, so we go, and... um I start feeling like a little, like a little cramp. And I was like, okay, it was like the beginning of labor. It started coming about every, maybe every hour. I'm like, okay. And then it increased to about maybe every 30 minutes. So like I said, we were at my parents' house and Jay was like, yeah, I got to get to Walmart. I got to go buy a few things. Cool. I wanted to go to the Walmart in Hearst, <laughs> right by the Northeast Mall. We travel out there. I drive out there because in my head, I'm saying this is the last time I'm going to be able to drive for a while. So I wanted to drive. I had not told him that I was feeling contractions because being a first time mom, I didn't know what they felt like. And I just wanted to be sure that it was, you know, it was real. We go out to Walmart. We're walking around. As soon as we get to Walmart, we kind of split up. He's, uh, I'm walking in the baby section. He's walking in the men's section. And they start coming more frequently. Now they're like every 20 minutes. I'm like, okay. All right, I got this. I'm good. And I'm just breathing through it. I can feel it coming. I'm like, okay. Walk around Walmart. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm good, right? So he finally walks over to me. I still haven't told him anything. And as he's walking over to me, I feel the contraction coming. <laughs> so my eyes get big. <laughs> and I tell the story because he was so mad at me. My eyes get big and I start breathing through the contraction. And he looks at me, he said, what's wrong with you? If y'all don't know, my husband's a paramedic. <laughs> so I'm breathing through his contraction. He's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, oh, hey, I didn't tell you. Um, I'm starting to have contractions. I didn't know if they were real. I didn't want to tell you. He was like, oh, my God. We out here in the middle of nowhere. We got to go to the other side of town, the other side of Fort Worth to deliver this baby. You in contraction. You drove? Oh, my God. (laughs) In the middle of Walmart, he was so upset. He's like, we can't buy nothing. Let's go. I'm like, no. Go, go and um, go check out. Like, you should have a couple of things. Go check out. All the way to check out. He's just looking at me like, you have another contraction? Mm. We checking out at Walmart. We go there, we get in the car. I say, hey, 
I want to go to Smoothie King and Chipotle. Once again, he looks at me and just goes off. What? You want to go to Chipotle? You want to eat right now? You have a good drink? Well, I'm like, I'm good. They're like 20, 30 minutes apart. I'm good. Side note here, there's a reason they tell you not to eat while you're in labor. We'll get back to that later. So, anywho, we go Chipotle, go to Smoothie King, go home. We're eating everything. I get home, and I'm like, oh, man, I feel wet. I must have peed on myself. Not saying that I peed a lot on myself <laughs> before or during my pregnancy, but that's just what I thought. I thought, because I, like, sneeze or laugh or something. I'm like, oh, maybe it just, a little something came out. I go to the bathroom, and I realize that it's not a regular urine color. <laughs> it's a little different color. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, this Maybe my water must have broken. Um, and so I'm just in the bathroom, slightly freaking out. And I'm going, Jay, Jay, Jay. <clears throat> at the time, my brother and my sister-in-law were also staying at my parents' house. It was a whole lot. It was a lot. But they were also staying at my um, parents' house. My sister-in-law's name is Renee. She thinks I'm calling her. <laughs> She pops her head in the bathroom. Uh, hello, you called me? It's like, no, I didn't. However, since you're here, <laughs> can you come check this out? She walks up in there. <laughs> she walks up in there like, okay. You know, I've had uh, two kids. So, you know, I can tell none of your water breaks. Thank you for your expertise and your <laughs> and your background because I know I have two nieces, but thank you. She walks over and she was like, yep, your water broke. Awesome. She's like, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, no, nah, but I just bought this Chipotle. And I know once I get to the hospital, they ain't going to buy me no Chipotle. I can't eat. She was like, you for real about to sit here and eat this Chipotle? Yes, because I got the tacos. So it's not going to be that much. Just let me eat two tacos. I'm going to stay the third one for after the baby. We good. Called my doctor. Told them what happened. They said, yeah, you need to get here. I said, cool. Sat down. Ate the rest of my Chipotle. Or at least my two tacos. I ate, um... I ate my Chipotle. I um, finished my smoothie. We had our bags already packed. Went to the hospital. My brother came with me, which um, by this time, it's like 4 or 5 o'clock. My brother came with us. We go, we get checked in. They confirm that my water did break, but it didn't fully break. My water did break. I go get set up, and um, I get, you know, they change into the road. Kind of all like, you know, stuff whenever you get admitted to the hospital, change to the road. You only um, put the IV catheter in, which, by the way, um, it was an 18-gauge. I was not expecting that. I wanted a nice, like, little 22. Anywho, if you don't know, the smaller the number on the needle, the bigger the needle. So if you have an 18-gauge needle, it's bigger than a 22-gauge needle. Just side note. Anywho, so I started going through labor. The good thing is that every time the doctor came to check on me, I was progressing. So I was always progressing. But I wanted to have this labor naturally because I watched them do an epidural and it freaked me out. And although I never had family members or friends that had a bad epidural, I just didn't like the fact of something going into my spine and something, you know, possibly messing up. So I'm going through the labor and I wanted to have a natural labor, but I did not prepare myself to have a natural labor. So I'm going through. Yeah, I'm breathing through it. But it was a lot happening at the time. So let me say for you 
um, if you're a first time mom, if you're giving a labor, um, or if you're going, you know, if you have another kid or whatever it may be, or actually just any time in your life, if you feel distracted and there's other stuff kind of blocking you from what you are trying to do and to get you on track to where you're trying to go, sometimes you may have to ask people to leave. Now I say that because while I'm in labor, my in-laws are there, my brother's there, my parents are there, our husband's there, but they're all on the other side of the room, kikiing up. It's family feud in the background. Why I still have family feud on, I don't know. It's still going on in the background. And I'm just like dealing with labor pains. They over here laughing. Say, man, <laughs> I'm going through some stuff. And um, once again, still going through the contractions. At, at the beginning, I had the yoga ball and that really did help until my labor got to a certain point then the yoga ball wasn't really helping. But I would suggest that if there are, you know, I would suggest researching and looking into different ways to go through your labor, um, whether that is sitting in water, because I think in some hospitals now, I'm not sure about Texas, but I did see that in some hospitals, they can let you have a water birth. I'm sure it's more expensive, but that could be something you can look into. You can sit in a tub while you're giving, while you're in labor. Um, the yoga ball, like I said, was helpful. Um, I did have someone that used the pull-up bar. And so whenever I was going to labor, I asked <clears throat> for the pull-up bar. So what that is, is that every time you have a contraction, you pull up on the bar to distract you from the pain that you're going in. You're, you're putting it elsewhere. You're exerting your um, energy, I guess you could say, elsewhere. So that was something as well. Like I said, the yoga ball was cool. The pull-up bar, I don't know why I kept doing it, but it wasn't really working. Um excuse me. <clears throat> but at one point, honestly, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to have to tough it out and go through it like whatever. At that point, side note, coming back while they tell you not to eat before you go into labor, I start vomiting everywhere. And at that point, I'm like eight centimeters. Um, I'm, I'm shivering. I'm shaking. Um, like I said, I'm now vomiting. And it was just a lot. And at that point, I was like, yo, I can't do this. I need an epidural. And I'm apologizing to my husband, apologizing to my husband, because we both, you know, want a natural labor. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. He was like, babe, you've done like an incredible job. You made it this far. Um, and I think at one point they had to break my water going back, whatever, but that's not important. Um, and so I'm like, okay. Another reason why I say don't let, um, you know, if you only want to have some people in your delivery room or if you feel distracted, ask people to leave is because my mother-in-law, Jesus help her. My mother-in-law, as I'm having a contraction, she is having the contractions with me. She is over here as I'm moaning going, Oh, Oh Lord. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. As I'm going through a contraction. Okay. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? I'm the one in pain. Now, although my mother-in-law has had five children, <clears throat> um, I'm still over here like, what are you in pain for? Like, I'm in labor now. And then after I had my contractions, because y'all know, well, you may not know, but as you have your contractions, there is a there is a machine that keeps track of your contractions. As you have a contraction, the, the needle goes up and it's spitting out these papers. So after I have a contraction, she looks at it and goes, oh, that was a big one. Ah, oh, you think? You think? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. It was a big one for me, not for you. So, 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> it was so much to happen during my first labor. Anywho, I'm like, okay. So I get the, um, I really just felt overwhelmed. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I just felt overwhelmed. The TV was on. Her, <laughs> my mother-in-law had the contractions with me. Um, it just everything happening with my body. I did not mentally prepare for it. I just thought I couldn't walk up in this and I'm good. And that's not the case. <clears throat> I get the epidural. He comes in there. He has to leave for an emergency epidural. Somebody was having emergency um, surgery. He leaves. And so I'm like, oh, how much, how much longer is it going to take? He comes back. He does it. Um, you know, typically, like, if you get a shot, you can kind of count and just go, like, one, two, three, one. Okay, it's done. You know, you can kind of, like, count to three. I remember <laughs> them doing the epidural and me, like, okay, three. Okay, let me count to five. Okay, let me count to 10. And once I got to 10, I was like, yo, why does this still hurt? Are you, is this needle still in me? At that point, I was just like, yo, I just started wiggling and moving. And you're not supposed to, you're supposed to be very, very still. And um, yeah, he he did a great job. I mean, it worked. And, but he was, as he was doing it, he was like, y'all didn't tell me it was a moving target. So sorry, sir. I didn't know this was going to hurt more past 10 seconds. So sorry. I counted in my head, 10 seconds, I'm out. Like, mm. <laughs> so yeah, after that, obviously everything was numb. Uh, I fell back asleep. That was around 12 a.m. I fell back asleep, um, took me a nice little nap. I wake up, they come in, they check me. They're like, you're good. We start pushing, um, start pushing. I push her maybe like, I don't know, 10 minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And Joseph came out. Now, one thing my husband would say right here at this point is that what he didn't like is that the doctor had me push for such a long period of time. Like he'd be like, push, 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 harder, 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 push more, push more. The issue with that is whenever you cannot feel what's happening down there, you're just told to push, 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 push. You can cause um, damage, you know, down there to where you're pushing because you can't feel anything. So you're pushing, but your body is like, yo, we're going real hard down here, but you can't feel it. But, but we going real hard down there. Anywho, Joseph was born. Joseph Makai Nickerson. Don't y'all steal my my baby's identity. Uh, he was born happy, cried, everything, and um, yeah, that was really it. After the day after, um, is whenever I discovered that I had hemorrhoids. Once again, whenever you're pushing, and they keep telling you push, push, push more, harder, harder, harder. I got hemorrhoids because of it. Because um, afterwards, I was like, man, my like my, my butt really does hurt. I did tear. But I just remember being like, my butt like just really hurts. And so she's like, can I check you? Sure. You know, you know, people just came out or a person just came out. But, you know, sure, like have at it. And so that's whenever uh, she's discovered I had hemorrhoids. So just be careful if you do have epidural on how hard you're pushing. Like I said, you cannot tell. But just be careful on what you're doing. So obviously a couple of years later, boop. In labor again <laughs> with Gemma. Now, this was completely different. Um, I wasn't feeling great the night before. The night before, vomiting and diarrhea. Um, now, looking back on it, I did have some older women, some seasoned women come to me and say that that can also be a sign of you going into labor. You getting sick like the night before. Didn't know that. Um, 
so I get sick. I have a doctor appointment the next day. My, I'm, not, I'm just like, Mom, I can't drive there by myself. Like, I still feel really bad. My mom comes. She drives me to the doctor appointment, which, yet again, my doctor is far away. It's like 45 minutes from my house. And uh, but it was, she's a really great doctor. Um, oh, shoot. Dr. Wendy Parnell. She is a black female doctor. Um, there are also other black doctors and other female doctors there, which I really loved. Um, so, anywho. I go, <clears throat> I go there and I'm like, okay, I go to the doctor appointment and every single time up until that point, every time she checked me, I was like a centimeter, centimeter and a half. And I was like, ah, oh, man, she checked me this time. I was three centimeters. And although I was like, that's kind of, you know, three centimeters is, that's like early, early labor. I thought about it, but I didn't think about it because I was still feeling really bad from being sick the night before. And so she's like, okay, you know, we may be having this baby soon. I'll tell the doctor um, that's going to be on call tonight that, you know, she can be on standby here, blah, blah, blah. Once again, I heard it, but I didn't feel well. So I was like, okay, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. So we're driving home. My mom's driving me back to uh, the house. And as we're driving home, I'm like, is that a cramp? And I'm thinking like, am I going into labor on the way home from the hospital? Okay, by this time, we're already near the house, so I'm like, we about to be at the house anyway, so we're like 10 minutes away, and I kind of start moving around in my seat, and my mom says those wonderful words, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And I'm like, I think I'm having contractions, but I'm not sure, but I'm just going to kind of wait it out, I'm going to see. Now, this time, like I said again, I did not like the epidural. I did not like the way it made me feel. Um, with Joseph, I did not like afterwards. No, you you try to pick up your leg to move it. Your leg is heavy. Like your body parts are heavy whenever you're not in charge of them. Um, I didn't like just you know trying to get up and move around afterwards, having to walk to the bathroom, all the help. Um, that part I just did not like. Uh, my back did it was a little bothersome. It didn't hurt, but it was bothersome for a maybe like a couple of months after that. If I stood on my feet for way too long. But after that, I was fine. I haven't had any issues since. But like I said, once again, I really didn't have to have the epidural. So, and I'm backtracking at this point. I really apologize. So I got this book. It's called Ina May, Ina, I-N-A, May, um, The Guide to Natural Childbirth. And I heard a lot of celebrities talking about it, honestly. And so I started doing the reviews, started looking into it, blah, blah, blah. I told my cousin about it because this is the second time she and I had babies literally two or three months apart. So we've gone through our last two pregnancies together. (laughs) I told her about it. She bought it. She was reading it. And so I was like, okay. So I bought it maybe two or three months before I went into labor and I really started reading it. And the book is really, really good, you guys. If you want to have a natural birth, I would definitely recommend this book because it really talks about the mindset you have to have going into natural labor. It talks to you about different positions you can do, how to breathe through the labor, and it, t- it tells you what not to do. Now, although I did not like finish the entire book, I read a pretty good, I read about three quarters of it, especially got to the part where it tells you how to breathe through the contractions and how to go through labor. Okay. <laughs> but there are just a lot of great facts. Like it says over in, um, 
can't remember if it's China, China or Japan, but it says there they do not give women um, epidurals because since this is supposed to be childbirth, it is a natural thing for a woman to go through. So although it's kind of like a little rude, um, <laughs> they do not give women epidural unless they're going to surgery for whatever reason. Um, and I thought that was interesting because that means that the women over there already have a mindset of I have to deliver this baby regardless of what I have to go through. So they go through the mindset of I have to pretty much be bossed up and go through this whenever they um, you know, get pregnant, um, whenever they know they're going through labor, they, their, their mental is different. Then what our mental is, honestly, because we over here in America are like, yo, I can get this epidural and I'm good. Whenever that's your forefront, that's what you're going to automatically go through. But if your forefront is, I'm going to go through this labor, I've, I've done all my research, I know how to breathe through it, yada, 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 then you have a different mental whenever you're preparing for what you're going through. Now, that's a word right there. Because if you're mentally strong, you can be physically strong as well and endure whatever it is that you need to go through to get to the other side. Just saying. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we go. Um, so I, like I said, I read this book and I put that in the, in the um, comment section as well. And I also had a conversation with my parents again. So if you remember with Joseph, everybody was in the room. I had a conversation with my husband first and then with our parents um, that I did not want that many people while I was going through labor in the room because it was such a distraction. And so I told my husband at first he was upset because I was like, I just want you and my mom in there. He was like, well, your mom is in there. My mom is in there. I'm like, do you not remember what happened last time? She was over here going through contractions with me. That's hell of a distraction. I, we sat down and told her and she was like, yo. I don't want to be in there. That brings me so much anxiety to be in a room because I I just go back to whenever I was in labor with all of my children and oh, excuse me real quick. Chicken's ready. Mm, Chicken's ready. All right. Oh, I cooked really well. I'm very proud of myself. Okay. Anywho, keep it a little bit longer. Just. Okay, okay, you're okay. And so, um, and I was like, cool. My husband was not satisfied with that answer. <laughs> Jay was not happy. Um, he was like, nah, you're going to be there. I'm like, say, man, she already said she don't want to be there. He was like, nah, she said that'd make you feel better. I'm like, nah, I really don't think she want to be there. I told my parents, my dad was really upset. My brother was really upset. <laughs> That <laughs> I didn't want them in the room, and I just explained to them, yo, it was just very, it was just very distracting. I'm not saying that you know, y'all made my labor bad or anything, but I just don't want that many people in the room because I really want to be focused on having this natural birth. Um, at first, like I said, I really think they were upset, but whenever it came down to it, they were very understanding. They really didn't have time to be understanding, but that's a whole different thing. Anywho, we're gonna get to that in a second. So we get to the house. I'm breathing through the contractions. I'm like, okay. And, but the contractions are really off. With Joseph, as I was progressing to um, giving birth, my contractions were getting closer and closer apart. With Gemma, my contractions would go from being two minutes apart to being 11 minutes apart to seven minutes to two, back up to eight. It was very weird. And I just didn't know what that meant. 
So I called the doctor. I told them what happened. Um, and I was like, I'm just, you know, it's just really weird. I just don't know what to think of it. Do I need to come to the hospital? Do I not? What is this? So I called my husband. He's at work. And I'm like, hey, I'm having contractions. They're kind of all over the place. But I think you need to get home. So at that time, I'm like, yo, once again in the book, water, it calms you down. And it's so true. I made myself a nice little warm bath. It wasn't hot, warm. I went and I sat down in it. And I, um, I went and I sat in it. And it was very relaxing. Now my mom was like, get out the tub. You want the baby in the tub here at the house? It's too much. <laughs> and I'm like, mommy, calm down. I'm going to stay in this water because relax me right now. And I'm dealing with these contractions very well. Husband comes home. He's like, why are you in the tub? I'm like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm very relaxed. After a while, you know, the water gets cold. You got to get out. And the contractions start coming very quickly, like four minutes apart. Um, Four minutes apart, Um, I just... uh. I'm really just really breathing through, really breathing through. They're getting a little hard. It's like, okay, this is, this is, we may need to go to the hospital. At that time, I go to the bathroom and my plug, your mucus plug that plugs your cervix from not, you know, from not having any bacteria or anything going up to infect the baby. That comes out. Ew. Sounds nasty. I know very completely, but, um, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, so um, I was like, and I was kind of delirious at this point. I'm like, what's Jay, do you see this? Uh, and he looked at it, his face, <laughs> the disgust on his face. He was like, Oh, when you go to the hospital at that point, my doctor's office calls back and they were like, Hey, you need to get here. Like, don't worry. We're walking out the door anyway. Now at both times as with Joseph and Jim, whenever going to the hospital, it's like around five o'clock. So we're going into traffic. Thank God. It wasn't crazy traffic, but it was still traffic. Once again, the hospital is 45 minutes away from the house. So yeah, there's that. So we're driving up there. I'm still going through contractions. Still, you know, going through. Um, there's no radio on at this point. We get to the hospital. Uh, we go, we get up there. We go to the ninth floor. And uh, we have to get me a wheelchair because I'm not walking down this hill in this carport or this car garage. I'm not doing, I need a wheelchair. Husband goes, give me a wheelchair. We go, we check in and bless this lady's heart. You could tell she was a new nurse. Bless her heart. She was, she tried to give me paperwork to fill out. Now I already filled out my paperwork coming to the hospital, but she tries to give me like, just like the simple one page of checking paperwork. And I'm like, say man. <laughs> This ain't gonna work. I'm in, and there was a nice seasoned nurse over there. She's like, let's get her into room six. Okay, let's let's go get her in room six. Just real quick, real quick. And so, <laughs> thank God for her, because she was like, okay. And um, she's like, we can do this later. It's, it's, it's okay. So um, I'm going in. I think Jay fills out the paperwork or my mom. Somebody did. I don't know who did. Somebody did. Go into the room. The lady, um, as, we're, as I'm getting up there, I'm thinking... I cannot be nine centimeters. Like I have to be lower than that. <clears throat> and I'm going through all this pain. <clears throat> if I'm not where I need to be, I am, I'm going to ask for epidural. Like, cause I'm in so much pain at this point. I'm like, I can't be, I can't be nine centimeters. I can't. So a lady had asked me the question. I said, yeah, just give me an epidural. 
I change into my gown. I go lay down on the bed. She was like, well, before I call them, because I think, you know, but thank God for nurses <laughs> and their degrees and labor and delivery nurses, because I'm pretty sure she could tell like, oh, she, she really going through like, this is something different. And pause on the story. I remember having that feeling. I went to go check on my cousin. This was years before she said she was in labor. I got off work. I went to go check up on her. And she said she got an epidural. Whenever I walked into the room, I was like, yo, this don't look good. <laughs> like you kind of know whenever something's about to go down, like this is not, this is not a good scene. This, this ain't good. And, um, I remember like the nurse was in there and she was just checking machines. stuff. I'm like, can you recheck her? Because this, this isn't right, ma'am. Like this isn't right. And whenever she rechecked her, she was like, oh, she's ready. Like she's ready to give birth. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> So there's something you can just tell about a woman in labor. You're like, something about to happen right here. Like, this is this is a little bit too real. This is a little bit too real. <clears throat> Excuse me. She checked me. And Jay said her eyes got big. Now, I had my eyes closed at this time because I was going through pain. I was just focusing on the pain. She checked me. <laughs> Jay said her eyes got big. And she was like, oh, we need, you're about to give birth, like, right now. I'm like, cool. Like, no epidural. Let's do this. Because in my head also. I told myself I was going to be at home as long as I could in labor pain. So I got to the hospital, I just popped the baby out. That was kind of like my fallback suit. Now, could that have ended up badly? Yes. But <laughs> but could, could we have had a baby on the side of the road? Very much so. Very true. But I was like, that's how I'm going to stay giving this natural birth. I opened my eyes and it was just her in the room. I closed my eyes and I opened my eyes again. There's like... If it would look like in my head at the time, like 20 nurses getting ready. Like they just rushed in with all these tools. They're getting stuff prepped. And I remember looking at the table of all like these shiny tools and thinking like, do we need all that to give <laughs> for me to give birth? Do we need all these tools? Like it's about to pop out. Like, I don't think we need all this. And I closed my eyes again. They couldn't stick my vein. Luckily, the little seasoned nurse that was at the front of the building who got me into the um, or the front desk who got me into the room. She came. Sat down in her little chair because she was a little short. Sat down in her little chair. Popped me in an IV first time because I was um, sick the night before. So I was dehydrated. I wasn't staying up on my fluids. So my veins were very hard to get apparently. Didn't realize that. Oh, okay. Chicken's really done. Hold on. We're going to get back to the story, guys. I promise. Okay, good. Really good. Okay. <clears throat> so... She pops it, pops the um, IV in, and I'm like, okay, like this is about to happen. Open my eyes again. My doctor is there. Shout out Dr. Wendy Parnell. She's there with her little, you know, bonnet and stuff ready to go. She was like, oh, so you didn't want to wait till tonight. Sure didn't. Sure didn't. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I pretty much popped her out in about, I don't know, maybe two, three, four pushes. She was out. And I remember just thinking like, push, push, push. And she was like, oh, the head is out. And I remember just thinking like, okay, the shoulders are the biggest part. You do one more big push, the shoulders is going to come out. Now, whenever I was going through my pushes, I remember with Joseph, um, they had like my husband and my mom held my legs up. Now, whenever I was going through this labor naturally, they were like, you have to hold your legs. I'm like, no. I'm not, it's like 17 people in here. Can't somebody hold, somebody else hold my legs? So I remember like pushing back on my legs. I'm the type of person going through pain. I'm pushing back. 
I remember pushing back on my legs. They said, that's not working. And eventually the nurse and I think my husband grabbed my legs. I'm like, I'm one doing this work. Somebody can grab my legs. Okay. Once again, I'm saying this in my head. (laughs) I never verbally said this because I'm so focused on getting this baby out and the pain that I'm going through. But what's crazy is that as soon as you push this baby out, um, her shoulders popped out. Like I felt her shoulders pop out and I just thought we're good. Like she can pretty much drag the baby out from here. I don't need to do no pushing. Gemma came out, looks just like her brother. Okay. And I'm just like, praise God. Thank the Lord. And I'm just thinking to myself like, yo, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> like I could do that again. Not that I want to go through labor again or, you know, have like, have like another baby. But I'm just thinking like, I got this. Like, I could do this again. <laughs> and I think that's the oxytocin. They always talk about the happy drug that always takes over. But honestly, you guys, like after you go through all that, I was so happy that I made it through this natural birth. My baby came out. Everything was fine. Gemma came 30 minutes after he made it from the hospital. After Joe, after not Joseph, after Jay wheeled me in, Gemma was born 30 minutes from us making it to the hospital. So whenever I said we could have easily had a Sidero baby, could have easily happened. <laughs> could have easily happened. So she came out. Everything was great. Now, I will say with the natural birth, there were no medicines on board. I tore again. So she did have to use lidocaine to, um, you know, numb for local numbing to stitch me up. But I could pretty much still feel it down there. Um, and I do think that it was a worse tear, maybe because with Joseph I tore, so the tear was, you know, like, you know, was it um, scar tissue was happening again. So it was a harder recovery, whatever. Um, but that did happen. I did have um, some hemorrhoids pop out again, but I had kind of gotten used to dealing with it now. Which Hazel is your friend, by the way, if you have hemorrhoids or if you get hemorrhoids from after giving birth or whatever. Um, which Hazel is your friend? And I'm like, okay. Uh, so that, it, like I said, just wasn't that bad. I had told my dad, my dad worked at or works at UT Southwestern. So it was like 20, 25 minutes away from the hospital. He got there right as I was pushing the baby out. And so he was in the waiting room. He thought this was going to be like Joseph. It was going to be like eight hours. He calls my mom. I remember my mom, like, as I'm doing all this, my mom being like, I can't talk to you right now. Baby's coming. Bye. Like, <laughs> and my dad been like, oh, okay. Like, she's she, she, she just going to call me back. And like, hearing the conversation afterwards, it was hilarious. He's like, oh, like, you're just going to call me back. And my mom called him back, like, 10 minutes later and was like, oh, yeah, the baby's here. He was like, what? What you mean? Like, yeah, like, she's here. So my brother was there, my dad was there, and, um, you know, they came and they saw the baby, everything like that. They held baby before I did. Now, with Joseph, I held baby first, but I'm sorry, after you have the baby <laughs> once, you're like, we're good here. We're we're good. Um, so everybody else pretty much held Gemma before I did, but I was fine with that. Because, um, like I said, I was still dealing with trying to get the afterbirth out, getting stitched up, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was, it was great. I will say... And I think it's just because of how far away we were. We did not have that many visitors compared to when we had Joseph. Um, so we had uh, Gemma in North Dallas. And so, like I said, we were just further away from everybody. And so we didn't have that many visitors. Could it be because it was the second baby? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so because, you know, Joseph was a boy, Gemma was a girl, whatever. But uh, we did not have that many visitors. So it was kind of crazy going through that afterwards. But... 
Um, like I said, reading that book really prepared me for the mindset of going into the, um, of really going into the labor. And I could just tell the difference of not doing my research and doing my research of what I really wanted. Also speaking up for yourself. I'm just going to say it again, you guys. If there's a certain plan that you want, you want to be sure everybody around you is on board. Um, even if you do change your plan, it's okay. It's perfectly fine because things can happen. You know, especially whenever it's your first time, you never know what you're going to experience. I've had some people would be like, natural birth was easy to me because I have some friends that have really bad period cramps. Like the point where they're just like buckled down, you know, can't move type of thing. And I was never like that. And so some people, they're like, oh, this is just like period cramps. If your cramps are that bad, one, I feel so bad. I feel sorry. I'm so sorry for you. But some people are just like, I can pop out a baby easy. And some people aren't. And that's okay. If you have to get epidural or you have to, do, or you have to divert from your original plan, it's okay. Because you just need to do what you need to do in that moment to get the baby here safely and without stressing yourself out. That's what it's all about, honestly. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then once again, my experience from the first one to the second one. If you only want to have two people in the room, let people know. And just let them know that hey, this is just the plan I have because I just want it to be as calm as possible or as quiet as possible, just somewhere where I can really relax and focus on giving birth. And that's it. That's why you really got to tell people. Um, But I hope that this <laughs> experience made you laugh. Maybe you took a couple of notes or something. I don't know. But I really just want to tell the difference of my two um labor experiences because they were so different. Um, and even, like I said, even setting up for who could be in the room, who couldn't, um, the preparation I did beforehand, um, just everything that happened, it was just completely different. So hope you guys enjoyed (laughs) my labor stories. Um, yeah. See y'all next time or talk to y'all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Four Moms podcast. I just want to say thank you to all of our family, our friends, and our supporters. I want to give a big thank you to my husband and my kiddos um, for just embracing me and supporting me on this crazy journey that I'm going on. Um, Like I've said before, go ahead, subscribe, leave us a review so that we are able to reach more moms, more women, and so we can keep encouraging them to go after their dreams and we can expand our mommy community even more. Um, Thank you again for listening. And I cannot wait for y'all to listen to the next episode.